0: What's up, everyone? This is your boy, Jeremy John. And I'm Matthew White. And we are the Sports Reality Podcast. Just wanted to say thanks for tuning into this episode.
1: And to let you know that you can listen to us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio.
0: Just go on any of those podcast platforms and search for the Sports Reality Podcast. Hit the subscribe button so you can be up to date on all of our content.
1: Thanks again for tuning in and enjoy the show.
0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 140th edition of the Sports Reality. My name is Jeremy John, a.k.a. the fourth greatest Grenadian of all time. Perfect. A.k.a. the Little Wayne of podcasts, because I'll get on any podcast and hit it with the J-Train. Perfect. Let's welcome our guest for this week, Cousin Big Thad. Thad, what's going on?
1: I'm good. I'm good, y'all. I'm, I am the third greatest
0: Grenadian. Okay. Okay. I don't, I don't know how you... Yeah, i don't know there. how you got to third third i'll
1: always be above you man come on now you know this so if you second that means i'm first you know what i'm saying it's it's always gonna be that way okay. take,
0: take a few steps back I, I don't i don't know man i i, I don't <laughs> know about all that man. anyways what's going on man I'm good, brother. I'm good, cuz. I'm
1: good, man. (laughs) You know, another day, another day in COVID, and uh, just getting this new semester
0: ready to go, man. Yeah, I I would say Happy New Year, but, I mean, we've already spoken plenty of... We literally talk every day, so I'm not... (laughs) But I'm saying Happy New Year just for, you know, because it's your first time... You know, on the podcast since last year. You know, <laughs> I hate when people do that. Oh, I haven't seen you since last year. Ha ha ha! Like, I mean, yeah, whatever. Anyways, <laughs> we got a lot to get into for this week's episode. We're going to talk about the NFL postseason, the wild card round, the Super Wild Card weekend because there were six games this weekend, first time ever done. In NFL history, we'll get into that. Also, coaches being fired and hired in the NFL. We will also get into the NBA. Big news in the NBA, big drama, COVID cases rising, disgruntled players, players being traded. More than once in a less than 10-minute period. We'll get into (laughs) that. We'll also get into our Sports Free Zone where we continue the conversation about the terrorist that showed up to the U.S. Capitol last week. Last week with my co-host, Gerard. I want to give a shout-out to him. We spoke about it at the beginning of last week's episode. We're going to expand on that conversation today. And then our Reddit topic of the week. We take a look back at the 2018 NFL Draft. Talk about some hot takes people had. And we're going to show all the times people were wrong with their hot takes about the 2018 NFL Draft. Specifically surrounding many of the quarterbacks. Because in that draft, there were three quarterbacks, I believe. Yeah, three quarterbacks, I believe, that were... In that draft that are in the postseason right now. So we'll talk about that. Just want to remind you all to subscribe to the podcast where podcasts are available. And that includes Apple, Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, I believe. We are on there also. Subscribe to the podcast platform of your choice. Leave a review. Pass the word if you listen to podcasts. Or you know someone that listens to podcasts, just say, hey, once you listen to this new one, it's called the Sports Reality Podcast. Spread the words so we can grow and reach more people. Let's now get into the NFL recap the scores for Wild Card Weekend. Thad, did you watch the Wild Card Playoffs this weekend? I watched a few of them. Uh, I definitely, you know.
1: Definitely watched my uh, Washington football team, of course. You know, first time in the playoffs in a w- little while. But uh, other than that, you know, just, you know, I caught a couple, you know, a couple series of other games also. I wasn't really focused on all the other games besides my uh, Washington football team.
0: Well, at least you made the playoffs. So congratulations, being the sole team in the NFC East to make the playoffs Uh, it's an accomplishment especially after this season let's start off with uh, the first game of the weekend Colts at Bills Bills win 27-24 very good game some controversy with the referees not knowing what a fumble is in the fourth quarter but ultimately and also not knowing if a player stepped out of bounds or not Right. to stop the clock, but ultimately the team that played the best throughout the entire game won the game, the Bills. Uh, the uh ran- Actually, before we get from this game, do you remember it was in the second quarter? Bills were up. Ugh, were they up? I can't remember if they were up, what the score was, but they were leading. And it was fourth and goal from the four-yard line. And they decided to not go for the field goal attempt. They decided to go for a fourth down or for the try and score the touchdown. They did not convert. So obviously you miss out on three points. And then late in the fourth quarter, you're down by how many points then?
1: Three points.
0: <laughs> and Now you're trying to get into field goal range to win, to tie the game instead of possibly getting in field goal range to win the game. And I don't care what anyone says, there is different sort of pressures on the offense, knowing if you have to get into field goal range or
1: have to go for a touchdown.
0: Or have to go for a touchdown. Or okay, if we go on field goal, if we get it a field goal range, we can we convert the field goal, we win the game compared to tying the game. There's so many different pressures. First, you know, you got to get down into field goal range. Then you know that your kicker has to make it. But if it was a tie game and you then you say, okay, I have a timeout left. I can move down the field. And if I don't get into field goal range, then we go to overtime. But if I do, we have a chance to win the game. I think that was a real turning point in the game. Not going for those points in the second quarter. And look, it's four yards. Right. <laughs> this isn't for the well, goal from the one. <laughs> like you're, you're pretty much saying, I got to pass the ball. So now the defense knows, well, you're passing. Now we can play this way. You're also, because it's a goal to go situation, the field is shrunk. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're at the 50 yard line and it's fourth and four where you could throw a deep bomb to surprise them. Which we see all the time. The field is shrunk. There's 22 guys literally real close to each other. The defense has the advantage there, and I think I felt like that was a turning point. Frank Reich did not make the right decision, and it came back to haunt them. Also, the fact that they could not capitalize on the great field position in the first half. Their average field position, I think, was 38 yard line, and for the Bills, it was the 15. Yeah, <laughs> and then also they didn't have any turnovers, Mm-mm. and still lost the game.
1: <laughs> you think that's
0: uh, it for uh, Philip Rivers? Uh yes, Philip is Philip is old man. Like him and Ben Roethlisberger, they're old man. They they've been in the league since two thousand four. But I mean, but Tom, Tom's still there, man. I mean, see, Tom's body ain't old. That's the thing. Ben and Phil, their body is old. Yeah, you're
1: right. You're right.
0: Because what Ben
1: was just on injury last year, right? And they got injured again this season.
0: Yeah, man. It's just, it's a lot. It's a lot for those for those guys. Philip Rivers now he's he's pretty much an Iron Man. I, I feel like he hasn't missed many games once he actually started as a starter and once he became a starter in the nfl but yeah he, he's pretty old the arm strength is going away can't not as mobile and he already wasn't like a mobile qb from the jump so i think it's done for him the colts have a lot of options we could probably talk about that on another episode The next game in Wild Card Weekend, the Rams surprise the Seahawks in Seattle. The starting quarterback goes down with a shoulder slash neck injury. So Jared Goff, who is battling a broken thumb, has to come in the game and actually plays probably the best game of his career. Is that an overstatement, Than? I think so. (laughs) I mean... You think that's an overstatement? That's an overstatement.
1: I mean, i I'll say it's one of his best games of his career. But I mean, he's had some good games. I I mean, we can't we can't say that he hasn't had any. You know what I'm saying? Especially Don't give me I'll oh, go ahead. No, I was saying especially with that team. You know what I'm saying? He's he's, he's done some pretty good things in his career. But I will say um, with the storyline of him not starting Probably wasn't planning on playing at all, especially with just coming off of surgery. And then playing against the Seahawks of all teams and coming out with a win is, a very, is, is a, one of the biggest storylines he's
0: had of his career, I would say. Seahawks offense was abysmal, so abysmal that Brian Schottenheimer was fired this week. I've never thought he was a good offensive coordinator. He's been going off of his father's name, man. <laughs> I don't, I've don't. i never thought he was a good offensive coordinator. I feel like Russell Westbrook has been doing... Russell Westbrook. Russell Wilson has been doing things phenomenal, literally off of his own strength. And then they don't have a good offensive line, which isn't the coordinator's fault. But hey, when their offense has been putrid the last few weeks, and they started out hot this year. Real hot first four weeks i'm sitting there like russell wilson is the mvp right, right. and the last half of the season i'm kind of like uh uh he's kind of took a fall and and that offense just couldn't get started against the rams the rams did lose aaron donald during the game but it looks like he should be ready for this week's game so that's good news for the rams the buccaneers Got a victory over the Washington football team 31 to 23. Tom Brady, 31 career playoff wins most by a quarterback since 1950. He looked really good. Um, but I think another quarterback that looked really good in the game was Taylor Heineke for the Washington football team, kept them alive. He sustained a sh- injury. Went to the locker room, made it back to finish the game. It looked like it was a shoulder injury. Came back and moved the offense per se, you know, moved them down the field. Now, late in the game, did not convert, but I cannot blame any of that on him. I just think it's Buccaneers had the better team, the better defense that night. And I think that's the shocking point about the game that the Buccaneers had the better defense of the two teams what do you think about that
1: i don't think that's true not that well how can i say the washington defense has been i would say overrated for most of this season listen there's a reason why i say this (laughs) go ahead there's a reason why i say this and don't get me wrong you already know, Chase is like little brother. math boy. You know what I'm saying? You got Montez. All. Our defensive line is one of the best in the NFL. Everybody behind them, trash. <laughs> <Strict>. <laughs> like, I don't even understand how we're even like a top five defense with our DBs and some of our linebackers back there. Like I, I, I honestly don't understand how we, we are rated so high defensively. But I knew coming into the game was if our DBs couldn't keep up with their wide receivers, and mind you, when you look at it on paper their receivers are tied ends, you're like, Yeah, we got nobody on this back on this defense that can keep up with those receivers or our tight ends. You know what I'm saying? So If they can't keep up with them, face the rest of the line and can be able to get to Brady. You know what I'm saying? That's one thing. With them trying to get pressure on Brady, meaning that Brady has to have time back there because his wide receivers are getting separation from the DBs, you know what I'm saying? So, and he's a quick thrower. So, if he doesn't have time to get those quick throws to because of the separation the wide receivers are getting, you could get to them. You know what I'm saying?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Our DBs? Our DBs are trash, bro. Trash.
0: They they're not good.
1: I think at, I and Tampa Bay's DBs are a lot better than ours. And I would say the Cowboys, and I usually want to say this: the Cowboys.
0: Don't 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 say
1: it. Y'all had better DBs than we collectively.
0: Collectively,
1: yes, collectively,
0: as a collective. Okay, we weren't going to get into this, but let's 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 rank the DBs. I think Fuller is the best out of all between Washington and Dallas.
1: Fuller hasn't played all season,
0: but but he's the best. Uh, Let's just say. I got you. He's I the best.
1: You.
0: I would also have to say probably Ronald Darby is better than Trayvon Diggs. Who's Darby? Ronald. Darby. He's been in the league. He's been playing. He's played for the uh he's played for the Bills, played for the Eagles, and he's played well for those teams, not just played for those teams. Uh even this year, like he was all right. Like he was okay. This is how bad Dallas is. That, that Trayvon Diggs is third, and he's a rookie who also missed games this year. <laughs>
1: he's an Alabama. He's an Alabama DB. So. Yeah,
0: and went to Good Counsel. I know you're not a fan of Good council, but he's he's from the area, so we'll accept him.
1: Right, 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 right. But <laughs> I mean, he went to Alabama. He's already better than the other DB.
0: <laughs> oh man. But he, so this is what I'll say about and back to the Washington football team real quick I'll agree with you with the linebackers your lot, lot, linebacking core is trash that is the trash group of the defense the DBs they're serviceable and your D-line is I, I give you that they are serviceable and your D-line is great for today's like game like of the players now they're great DB serviceable linebackers trash and I felt like your deep your your line. They weren't able to get to Brady as effective as other as as they've had against other teams. And you got to give credit to the offensive line of the Buccaneers. They struggled earlier. Brady yep. was out there cussing them out every game about getting hit, and he didn't really get touched too much during the game. Now Taylor Heineke, what do you have to say about Taylor Heineke? What are your thoughts about him? In his game on Saturday, well, see, I used to see a few of his games when he
1: was in college. Mm -hmm. So I already knew he was he was a baller. You know what I'm saying? He was that he's that type of quarterback that wants to go for everything, go for it. Like what I saw from him was what I wanted to see on plenty of occasions with Kyle Allen. you would see some of that in Haskins mm-hmm. you know especially when they're out the pocket and you have to make a decision uh, are you going to run or are you going to make the pass you know what I'm saying and there was times especially the first two three games of the season with Kyle Allen where he got out the side of that pocket and he was indecisive and System got, overload, didn't know what to do He got to the point where he like He wanted to run And then he was like, nah, I can't run Uh, I'm gonna try to throw something You know what I'm saying Or And that's the type of thing you don't want In your quarterback where Especially if they're out the pocket And in that situation It's like You wouldn't see if that quarterback Has the heart to go for that first First down, you know what I'm saying and seeing him go for that touchdown i was like yo this is the kid from college i remember seeing it you know what i'm saying but you can also tell that he could actually read defenses compared to Haskins mm-hmm. and i would say a little bit better than Kyle Allen also i think he he knew the game plan he could he basically what he did what Haskins and Allen should have been doing Just taking what the defense gives you. You know what I'm saying? Don't try to do too much, but just take what they give you. You know what I'm saying? If they give you an open receiver five yards in front of you, throw it to them. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that was one of the big things with Hask is that I was just like, bruh, like, what are you doing? This is the part, this is the fundamental part of your football career that you should know. Like just take what that defense gives you. What's see what's in front of you, especially if there's a player right directly in front
0: of you and you don't Perfect. throw it to him. That's true. That's true. Does it help that um, Taylor Heineke was in the Panthers organization for a period of time and dealt with not only Ron Rivera, but also, north turner and then his son scott turner do you think that helps that he was able to understand the offense a little better
1: oh yeah that definitely helps there's no lie about that that definitely even though he's been a backup you know he was in xfl whatever Mm -hmm. but that offense that they use is very similar to what he was doing at odu odu yeah okay you know what I'm saying? So he he basically knows the nuances of that system. But of course, you go to a different coach and they say they're st- still implementing that system. They have different ways of how different terminologies and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So he, I mean, I'm not saying that he's going to be like the future of the Redskins or anything like that by, by any far, but he showing their he showed that he definitely should have been the backup to Alex you know throughout the season but also is that if you put him and Alex together healthy Alex like no injury Alex in the same system I think he would give Alex a run for his money like head to head I think he would give Alex, the run for his money. Granted, they might give Alex the top because of his experience. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to, you know, arm strength, you know, reading defenses and whatnot, they're, I would say they're neck and neck right there. You know what I'm saying?
0: Now, I don't know Taylor Heineke's uh, contract. I'm trying to figure that out. We, we know he was literally in grad school this season and then so i'm looking at it right now practice squad to the practice practice squad
1: but did they sign did they give him an actual regular contract
0: so sport track is saying he signed a one-year nine hundred ten thousand dollar contract with washington including an average annual salary of the same in 2020 kaneki will earn a base salary um. T- 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 yeah Regardless it's a one year deal Which ends now Do you, So you, Would you like to see Taylor Heineke back On this team Yeah
1: you know what I'm saying as a Serviceable backup Maybe even depending it, You know what it really depends on What moves are made Off season but I would say As of right now today Yes he should still be on the team and be on a depth chart as the number two quarterback.
0: Okay. I think that's fair. Now, obviously I'm not a fan of, of the team, but I think that's fair. P- pretty much. He's played two. He started two NFL games. One of them, not good at all. That was his first one in Carolina two seasons ago. The second one being this Saturday where he played really well. Also, because of the f- familiarity with the coaching staff, I think it's fair to bring him in and see what he could do with a full preseason, see what he could do with preseason games, and, and go from there. Now, I was seeing some, and I'm just saying some. It wasn't like a large group, but there were some people out there saying that he is the future of the team, I'm like, let's wait and see if he's the future of the team. It is, like I said, two NFL starts where one was terrible, one was good. Give him a chance, but let's not say he is the future of the team. Let's move on to the fourth game of the weekend. The Ravens beat the Titans on the road behind Lamar Jackson's play and also the play of the defense with a limited derrick henry of 40 yards on 18 carries so i think that was real important after an interception late in the game that pretty much sealed the game the ravens defense stomped on the titans logo at midfield they did that in, uh, after what uh malcolm butler and several other titan players did to the ravens logo earlier this year and after their loss after the Ravens lost to the Titans earlier this year in overtime. So they got payback. Lamar Jackson. He started out real shaky. In the first quarter. Second quarter he came out of the ball. Down 10-0. Converted on a crucial third down. Got the team in field goal range. They converted the field goal. Then scored the touchdown the very next drive. On a third and long play. Ran, took it to the house. And after that, I felt he was confident to make the throws. And even in his decision making when it came to running the ball, I felt he became confident. And once the game was close, he knew that I could just be me. And that's how the Ravens ended up winning. And then like I said, the defense also. Anything to add about that game, Thad?
1: That was surprising to me. I was very surprised that they held Henry to so many little so little yardage. It's it's some it was very surprising to me, and but other than that, you know, congrats to the Ravens. I mean, Lamar has uh answered another question to the doubters, so congrats to them. Congrats to Lamar.
0: Yep, yep, yep. The next game, Bears at Saints. I'm not gonna lie, I didn't watch a single second of this game. <laughs> Didn't watch didn't watch a single second of this game. Did you watch that game then?
1: Nope. Not at all. I said why am I going to watch Drew Brees and the Saints play the Bears? Well, Mitchell Trubisky and the Bears. I don't know why I thought it was going to be worth watching, you know what I'm saying?
0: There was no way I saw that the Saints would lose to the Bears. Like, <laughs> I felt the same way, so I just said, you know, let me not waste my time, let me spend some time with my son, because <laughs> I can't watch football all day, all day, I was like, let me let me take this four hour period to spend time with him, uh, the following, the last game of the weekend, by the way, Saints won, and I heard Nickelodeon, they had this game on, on Nickelodeon, and I heard it was yeah. actually really good. Yeah, like some of the stuff I've been hearing
1: from people about it, they said it was awesome. You know what I'm Seeing, seeing the, sli- the old slime and all that stuff.
0: Yeah, I heard like, it was very nostalgic, but also it wasn't like cheesy, I heard. Uh, instead of talking, you know, the regular talking points from the play-by-play commentators, they were giving like interesting facts like... Latavius Murray loves chocolate cake and just that was a random one that I just thought off off the top of my head but they did stuff like that like and then you know had different graphics on the screen that are interesting to children and I heard I heard it was a hit I heard it was a hit the final game of the weekend the Browns shocked the Steelers they went up what 35 nothing or 28 nothing in the first quarter
1: it was terrible like like, I didn't, be honest with you, I didn't even watch that game. Like, I opened I opened the ESPN app and saw the score,
0: and I was like, yep, I'm not watching that game. <laughs> that was the, really, that was the game of the weekend I was really looking forward to. The the Ravens, Titans, which I did watch, and the Browns-Steelers. Look, Browns came out to play, the defense played well, Baker Mayfield played well. First postseason game, so you gotta give them credit, the last... Half of the year, he's been playing pretty good. You got to give him credit for that. Kevin Stefanski wasn't even there. He, due to COVID uh, protocol, he was at home. He mentioned how there was a 25-second delay from his TV and I guess the TV that was upstairs in the living room because his family was like jumping up and down. And he was just like, well, I don't know. Something's coming. And then he's like, oh, there it goes. Uh, so, So, yeah. He must have
1: been streaming the game on this
0: <laughs> regular TV upstairs. That's what it was. What we've learned from the pandemic, especially with the NFL and some of these coaches, is that uh, internet does not discriminate. Like no, not at all. It don't matter how much money you got. The internet can be trash in your house. Remember during the NFL draft, some of the coaches just had terrible internet And then, even with like the verses on on Instagram, like Nelly, (laughs) it don't matter how much money you got, you can have terrible internet.
1: (laughs) Come on, Nelly, who still has satellite, bro?
0: Come on. They got fiber now, man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So, yes. So, uh, yeah. And then. Bleacher Report had the nerve to talk about the 500-plus yards that Ben Roethlisberger had passing. And I'm like, yeah, because they were down by 35 points. You had to come right, back right. somehow.
1: You, you think they were going to run the ball? <laughs> and losing that much? You think they were going to run the ball? And especially they haven't been running the ball all season long? <laughs> and it's just been throwing the ball all over the place? Come on, man. Who do you think was going to – of course you're going to put up 500 yards. You know what I'm saying? That might, you know what? Hey, if that was Ben's last game, more power to you, Ben. You put up 500 yards and a couple touchdowns. Yeah, you had like three or four interceptions. I was
0: about to say, you forgot the
1: turnover. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So you put up them 500 yards, though. Yeah, Bleacher Report. Yeah. Oh,
0: man. All right, other news in the NFL. Uh, we didn't speak about Black Monday last week, so let's quickly get into that. You had Anthony Lynn fired from the Chargers. You had Doug Marone fired from the Jaguars. You also had, uh, who was the third? Oh, Gase, Adam Gase was fired from the Jets. That is added to the teams that had already fired t- uh, coaches. You had the Texans who had fired Bill O'Brien, Lions, Matt, Matt Matt Patricia, you had the Falcons who fired Dan Quinn, I believe those were the six, those are the six openings right now, you have rumblings that Urban Meyer is in the mix, Urban Meyer was talking real spicy with Fox, well I saw the clip last mm-hmm. week but someone mentioned that it was from spring of 2020, well, uh, Urban Meyer was talking about, yeah, man, the reasons why some of these uh teams struggle is because it's just bad ownership, bad GMs. He's like, I've had uh players be drafted from my team at Ohio State in Florida, and GMs and scouts didn't come and even ask me questions about them on and off the field. And I'm just like, yeah, Urban, I think you're lying, uh, like whatever. Like, but anyways, he was talking real spicy. He was like, yeah, man, there's just some organizations that will never be good because of just how they handle things, blah, blah, blah. It looks like the Chargers are trying to get him. Also, the Jaguars are thinking about hiring him. But uh, the Jaguars would like to meet with Eric bien And another team that did not meet with Eric ben- Eric Bien-Ami, the Houston Texans. And that has got Deshaun Watson extremely upset. His I rumors. So yeah, Spicy. There's rumors that Deshaun Watson wants out of Houston after everything that has happened the last few years. Do you think he's going to be playing for the Houston Texans next season, Thad?
1: Man, look, look, first of all, let's let's just speak on that. How are you, like, how did you not expect Deshaun Jackson to just be how he is right now? And with the anchor that he has right now, you as an owner, literally tell him, "Hey, you're our guy. You're our quarterback. We want you involved in the future. GM hire the future coach hire. We want you involved. We're gonna keep you involved. Even if you're on vacation, we're gonna call you. Hey, what do you think about this coach?" And they weren't never saying that he was gonna be the final decision maker
0: Mm for that
1: coach or GM but he just wanted to be involved in it which Uh is rightfully so I think him and also JJ Watt should be involved they're the two star players of this team on both sides of the ball they're gonna want to know who their coaches are gonna be and be involved in that nothing wrong with that but then you literally just say yeah sure we got you. And then don't do it. And <laughs> hire <laughs> random player personnel guy from the Patriots? Yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's, they're going to have to come up with a lot. I mean, they're going to have to come up with a lot to get Deshaun to stay, man. Or even play this season. Because he's angry. Like, I don't even know him personally, but if that was me in that same position... I would be feeling the same way I am. The, the way he is right now, I'd be feeling the same exact way. I ain't answer your phone calls. You could talk to my agent, but you ain't. I ain't answer your phone calls. I see you calling. I'm not
0: going to answer. I'm with my family. Forget y'all. It's gotten so bad that Andre Johnson, who does not tweet at all about anything <laughs> except uh, what is the alcohol that he promotes? I don't want to be, I don't want to, Sounds stereotypical and say NSC, but I feel like Probably is I think it's Hen or Crown Royal Hold on, I'm going to go on his page right now he, <laughs> The last two years That's literally what he's tweeted about Just promoting, you know The alcohol that he got that Crown, Royal. Crown Royal, it's Crown Royal All his tweets are surrounding Crown Royal
1: It better be Crown Royal, Peach or Apple
0: I want to hear nothing about no regular Crown Royal what the hell? I well, I think he's just Crown Royal uh, uh, period oh, maker, yeah, and he does like the that. he does the uh, Crown Royal water break promoting. You know, not you know being staying hydrated while you're still drinking. Now, mind you, he's only tweeted since 2000. How many time? How many tweets has he had? He's only had one, two, three pretty
1: much three tweets he was doing enough doing enough to keep the sponsor
0: yeah three <laughs> tweets since since 2020 and oh all God. three of them are about royal water break he had to step in and pretty much say hey he stand um that if he says quote if i'm deshaun watson i will stand my ground the texans organization is known for wasting players career since jack easterby has walked into the building. Nothing good has happened in slash for the organization. And for some reason, someone can't seem to see what's going on. Pathetic. That's what he tweeted a day ago. Even even Andre Johnson, who is mild mannered as they come. Ultimate professional. Had to say something about this situation. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Not looking good for the Texans. If I'm the Jaguars. Hmm. This is the thing with the Jaguars. They're in an interesting position. They're in a position to get Trevor Lawrence. Trevor yep. Lawrence is probably the best quarterback prospect since maybe Peyton Manning coming out of college where it's like, yo, he is the man. If you want to say Andrew Luck in 2012, okay. So he he's in the top three of quarterback prospects coming into the league.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And they've been saying that for a while now. Since since he was in high school people have been talking about this kid. <laughs> yeah. If you're the Jaguars, do you say, "Hmm. Should we trade this pick to just get Deshaun Watson straight up? Do we have enough pieces to try and win with Deshaun this year or next year or just be like perennial playoff team? Or do we say, "Hold on. Our team really isn't that good." Let's bring in Lawrence, let him learn the game, and then we are playing for three, four years from the ro- down the road. What, what would you do? And mind you, I'm not saying... I doubt you know much about the Jacksonville Jaguars, but what would you do if you were GM of the Jaguars?
1: I would still... Trade Trevor, uh, not trade. I'm sorry. I was still draft Trevor Lawrence. Okay. Only reason why I say that is because if I'm gonna go get Deshaun, I'm gonna have to give up so much because it's Houston. They're going to, they're going to make sure that Jacksonville gets raped for the next couple of years
0: mm-hmm.
1: just to get Jackson. You know what I'm saying? So i say draft Trevor. You have Minshew there. Minshew is serviceable. To the point that Trevor Lawrence could catch up. You know what I'm saying? Serviceable enough for Trevor Lawrence to catch up. Um, Jacksonville has some decent players. They do need some extra pieces. I'm not saying Trevor Lawrence is going to make them into a playoff contender next year but they just need to take it one step at a time i think they have a pretty good owner i'm not sure who their gm is and of course we don't know who their coach is going to be right now but you the other day i was thinking i was like watch it be um it depends they I think they just need to draft him and let's see who the coach is. Or they might hire the coach first and talk to the coach and see what he wants to do. They might trade him like, hey, you know, I like Trevor, but I don't know if we could have him. But then again, we have the BYU quarterback or the Justin Fields, possibly, or even Mac Jones from Alabama, Mm -hmm. who use also. But me personally, I would go for Trevor. regardless of who my coach is, what the staff is going to end up being.
0: Uh, Trevor's just that good. That is fair. That is fair. Uh, Doug Peterson was fired on Monday after meeting with team owner and uh, reports coming out that the team owner just was not feeling the direction that Peterson was trying to go with the team. Specifics about the direction were not expressed publicly so then uh he said you know what it's about time we gotta we get we i'm gonna I'm let you go now peterson was upset because he felt like he couldn't even hire his own staff so uh, peterson might be happy that he is out of philadelphia do you think peterson gets a job this season this season well, coming next season
1: i won't be surprised if the jets don't hire him because if the GM at the Jets was a former guy out of the Eagles organization. So, there could be a good possibility that Peterson gets hired by them. You know what I'm saying? But it was funny because when everything went down, I did hear read some stuff where they were talking like like Peterson wanted to promote from like a quarterback coach to offensive coordinator or something like that you know what I'm saying I'm like why would you think that the owner would be like or GM even be like hey yeah that's a great idea compared to the season that you just had (laughs) that you would promote somebody you just promote somebody from the same staff that's already there to a coordinator position or whatever position like did you not see what the season we just had you know what I'm saying like (laughs) So, I mean, and then there was some other stuff like, well, it was like one to see what his idea was on the future in regards to squashing the problem that you have with Wentz right now. Or what do you see in regards to uh, their their other quarterback? Uh, Jalen like, with Jalen Hurts, Like, what do you see with him? Like, do you see him being the future, the future guy? And it just seemed like his answers were just completely just terrible. You know what I'm saying? Like
0: it's almost like he set himself up to get fired. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so he is no longer in Philadelphia. That's the other team that I meant forgot to mention of the team. So now there's seven openings right now in the NFL. Uh quick news about uh the Dallas Cowboys. They are the Dallas Cowboys. America's team. They hired Dan Quinn to be their defensive coordinator. And more importantly, well, they fired Mike Nolan. That's, so that's how the opening came up. They also, uh, fired, uh, Jim Tom Sula, who was the defensive line coach. So, uh, Dan Quinn is now the defensive coordinator. I've been saying for several weeks that I wanted as a Dallas Cowboys fan Wanted Greg Williams. Dan Quinn. It's very interesting. Because he was the defensive coordinator. With with the Seattle Seahawks. Won a Super Bowl with them. Was played in another Super Bowl with them. He was a very good defensive coordinator there. Now his defense. Has been trash in Atlanta. When he was the head coach. Is it because his defensive coordinator. Wasn't doing well. Is it because you know, he's a defensive minded coach. Did he have input in that defense and they were still bad? So I'm kind of like, I have mixed opinions, mixed feelings. I'm like, he could be good, but he could be disastrous. Like his last stop, but really uh, he should be better than Mike Nolan. So hopefully that is going to help. Hopefully he could get players to come in or he can identify players who could play his scheme and get them in here and players that cannot get them off the team somehow because this defense was abysmal. Let's predict the games for divisional round of the playoffs. Let's start with the, and let me bring up my, got to bring up because I honestly can't remember some of the games that's going on. Here we go. Rams at Packers Saturday, 435 p.m., I'm going with the Packers. Who you going with, then? Going to the Packers. All right. Saturday, 8.15 PM. Ravens at Buffalo Bills. Who you going with?
1: That's going to be a tough. That's a tough one.
0: You know what? I'm going with the Bills. All right, all right. I am going with the Ravens. Lamar Jackson and the defense is going to be enough for. To stop the Buffalo Bills. Sunday, 3.05 p.m. Browns at Chiefs. I'm going with the Chiefs. What about you? Chiefs. All right. And then Sunday at 6.40 p.m. Buccaneers at Saints. Hmm. I am going to go. This one's tough. And I have to think about... I have to think about... uh, My pick I'm going to go with the Buccaneers. Buccaneers will win. And I actually predicted this, that the Saints would sweep the Buccaneers this season, but the Buccaneers will win in the postseason. I'm going with the Buccaneers. What about you, Thad?
1: I'm with you. I'm with you on that, Buccaneers.
0: All right. That will wrap up our NFL segment. Let's now get into the NBA. Big news in the NBA. Let's start with the COVID protocols in the NBA. NBA players now on the road cannot have guests in their rooms. They did permit guests this season for these players. Up to, I think, two guests in their room. Under normal circumstances, every NBA... Well, even now, every NBA player gets their own room. And um, it just... I mean, it was a known thing that if you wanted someone to stay in your room, you, you know, they could have. But due to COVID, they did say, okay, we're allowing we're allowing guests to stay with you because we don't want you going to a specific venues, specific bars, clubs. We only have a specific list of restaurants you can go to in each city. But now with the new COVID protocols, because of the rising positive cases, not just in the NBA, but in this country... They said, okay, now you cannot go to restaurants. You cannot go to bars. You On the road, you can go to the game. You can go to shoot around and back to the hotel. No guests in your hotel room and at home. They're even saying no bars, no clubs at home. They're also trying to encourage players. Do not have too many people staying over by your homes they're saying if we're already at this point if things get out of hand more and more players get COVID, we might have to postpone or even shut down the season the nba players association agreed to these new changes i think it's a good thing that they agreed to it and it shows that the players are really serious that they want to have this season completed and i i uh, let's be real as fun as the bubble was, it was not fun for the players except maybe the Lakers. Cause they won, <laughs> but it, it wasn't fun to be away from your family for so long. Family and friends. I understand the pluses for the bubble zero positive COVID tests, but I don't think they were ready to do that again so quickly and to do an entire season. That was the issue. So because you're not going to be in a bubble you're going to have to stick to some strict protocols and let's be real the NFL had their situations but in the grand scheme, the NFL had similar protocols as to what's in now for the NBA and in the grand scheme of things the NFL did okay right so I think it, I think if the players stick to it, they should be fine especially if more and more people will start taking the vaccine i'm hearing that there are vaccines out there that people aren't even taking advantage of so maybe the nba can swoop in and get some and i know that sounds kind of crazy that you're talking about a multi billion dollar organization getting covid te- i mean covid vaccines before You know, the regular person, the average Joe, but it seems like the average Joe that has the access to it isn't even using it. So, look, maybe wait it out, get your vaccines, and then we can loosen the protocols. What do you think about the new NBA protocols, Ted?
1: I think they're perfect. The thing is also, come on, you're these players and these players just need to realize it's like, yo, we're pretty much as regular public are kind of in those same type protocols you know what i'm saying like we're like me i've been in, i've been in the house you know what i'm saying like if i don't have to go out i don't go out is it's not that hard and plus you're getting paid you know what i'm saying you're getting paid if you if you're home be at home with your family yeah yo, if you have family that you're living with Like, be at home with your family. Do you really need to be out in the club? Like, really, like, think about that as just a regular person. Like, do you have to be out in the club? Do you have to go out to the bar? Like, yo, why can't you just go to the liquor store real quick, get some liquor? Boom, you have it back at your house. Or you have it at your hotel. I mean, you could be around your players. Do you just not like the players that you're with? You know what I'm saying? Especially if you're on the road. Do you not like the players that you're with? You know what I'm saying? At the time, you had two. You were allowed two guests to stay with you. Like, but you're still doing stupid stuff out there and people are getting their contract or they're, they're get, just getting contact tracing because of COVID. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't understand what the problem is or how, like, to the point that the NBA have to has to do this. You know what I'm saying? With already the stuff that we've had prior, you know? I I just don't get it, man. I really don't. I don't think the restrictions are terrible at all. Like, y'all could do this. Y'all are making multi-million dollars a year to do a simple job. You know what I'm saying? A kid's game. A kid's game. You know what I'm saying? I'll Go ahead. But the the thing is, uh, with me, I said from the break, that the NBA, NBA, NFL, college, football, college sports should have been finding out a way where they could pay to get the vaccine. Because when you think about in the grand scheme of things, like NBA wise, what, it's 11 players for, was it, 32
0: teams? Or 30 teams? NBA, well, now because of It's up to 15. And now, because of COVID, I think it's up to 17 you can have. But normally, it's 15 players you can have on like an NBA roster and 30 teams. And 30 teams, right? Mm -hmm. So, even
1: if you included staff, you know what I'm saying? Like coaching staff, all that, that's still a small amount of people Mm -hmm. to get the vaccine you know what i'm saying it's not like they're getting it for free the nba has money
0: that they could pay to get this to happen i mean yeah it'll be part of your health insurance as, the, yeah. as an nba player
1: right you could do that <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know what i'm saying the nba just
0: pay it you pay it to whoever that you need to it, real quick i don't mean to cut you off but it's not even the nba the players themselves like it just comes out your, your health right, insurance. Right. <laughs> yeah, we added an extra ten dollars you know, right, 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 right. for the next <laughs> next year. Like, it's a cover even, year. <laughs> but,
1: but even even if you know, regardless of that, even if you know, say it still comes out of your health or whatever, like besides all that, the NBA has money for what is it, maybe maybe ten ten thousand people, if that. You know what I'm saying? Maybe ten thousand out of all the teams in the NBA. Yeah, just throw that money to whoever you got. Your ten thousand, boom. You don't have to worry about when in the line that you can get it with the general public. You know what I'm saying? It's it's so stupid to for them to be like. I understand why they're doing it because they want to. F- they don't want the general public to feel that oh these NBA players are better than the right average Joe. Or essential workers or yada, yada, yada. You know what I'm saying? But if they're willing to pay money to get the vaccine, instead of it coming out of your insurance, they're willing to pay the money for this organization to have the vaccine. Let them do it. You know what I'm saying? Just let them do it. Who cares? There's more money for more vaccine to come out instead of having to wait for the healthcare companies to pay these developers or whatever to make sure that vaccines being produced and all you get millions and millions of dollars from the NBA go ahead and do it or an NFL or an NCAA you know what i'm saying
0: just let it happen who cares if this was about 10 11 months ago and i heard someone say what you said cuz remember in the NBA when everything went down with Rudy Gobert and all that, there were no COVID tests available. And then all of a sudden the NBA was able to test three franchises to figure out, you know, if they had it, blah, blah, blah. I would have been like, yeah, that's, that's an ass asinine thing to think of Thad. Oh, just pay for it. But now knowing that we have, People who are eligible to get the vaccine who aren't even getting it. Right. We have people who are saying, "No matter what, I'm not getting it." Right. Then yeah, if someone wants to pay for it, then go ahead. Like <laughs> at this point, <laughs> yeah. because because here in this country, we got a lot of people who are just like, "Yeah, I'm still not doing it." And for some people, I understand your reasoning, especially in the Black community when you know about the relationship. Or the history with the medical field and how they've literally used and abused the black bodies to test different drugs and operations on. I understand. COVID-19 is wild and crazy, man. It's it's taking out people who would have normally not normally who would have been alive. Right. And- it's taking out <laughs> healthy
1: people. <laughs> like, like young healthy people with no issues at all. Mm-hmm. And it's taking them out. And we're not even talking about people that have conditions where, yeah, as soon as they get it, they're pretty much dead. Mm -hmm. No, we're talking about young people who had no issues at all dying from something like this. And we're worried about what around about history at this point. No, not happening, bro. I want to go back to normal. I wanna work again. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like if I have to take the vaccine to work, I'm gonna take it regardless. Mm-hmm. I could deal with a you know, swollen shoulder or swollen arm for a couple of days or hot flashes or possible hot flashes or wet nausea for a few days or so. I can deal with something like that than having to go having to deal with the symptoms of COVID. And possibly having to go in the hospital and might not have to might not come back you know what i'm saying i might not come back just because i had to go into the hospital hmm. you know what i'm saying is I'm, I'm just like yo let's do it i'm ready i'm ready for it like i know with something some stuff that i have going on myself personally that i'm not going to talk about that there's a good possibility That I might get it within the next Couple weeks Mm. because of what I Have going on but uh, I'm like yo like real Talk I'm like I want to go back to Grenada I know you want to go back to Grenada (laughs) I have to I (laughs) know for a fact I know for a fact they are not gonna let Us into that country Until we had the vaccines They're not going to It's gonna be To the point where on the passport it's gonna be like Oh, yeah, this person got the vaccine. Oh, yeah, you're clear to come in. Or somebody else fly all the way down to Grenada or whatever other country, get to customs, and they're like, where's your vaccine? Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't do it. Oh, well, guess what? You just wasted your time flying all the way down here, spending all this money. You're about to go on another plane, back out. Go back to the USA.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. You know what I'm saying?
0: So, hey, hey, yeah, I... I he'll probably yeah the nba has to try and do something but until they're able to come up with a better plan this is the new protocols that they have to deal with other news in the nba Kyrie irvin hasn't played for the nets for about a week now hasn't played for personal reasons because he hasn't been open and look <laughs> You're laughing Hold on, Why are you laughing Why are you, why are you laughing Because
1: I want to hear these personal reasons <laughs> so, that's, why, that's why I'm laughing I want to hear the personal reasons that Kyrie has Is it because the earth is flat
0: Kyrie Is that what it is So let me preface my statement By saying this As an NBA fan And as someone who Covers the NBA Kyrie Irving doesn't owe me or an NBA fan an explanation for why he is not playing. He does. owe his team, some sort of information. It doesn't even have to be all of it. Right. It needs to be some sort of information for, as to what is leading you to not play for personal reasons. Right. I understand individuals may have mental illnesses like depression or uh, just other mental illnesses. If he's battling depression, I think he should be able to tell the team, hey, I'm dealing with some personal things and you don't even have to say depression. Right. It would help if you told someone close in the organization, yes, it's this. So at least they have an idea of how to handle it. Right. But the reports are coming out even from the Brooklyn Nets is we don't know what the reason is. We just granted him this time for personal reasons. There are reports now that are saying, oh, it's stemming from the surge of the U.S. Capitol. He's upset with how society is going and that he doesn't feel that playing basketball right now during this time in America is the right thing to do. And If he is convicted for that reason, I actually don't have a problem with that. My issue is still coming down to you're not saying anything about it. So you're letting someone create the narrative. Right. You're letting the story get out of control. Then we see videos of Kyrie Irving in a club in New New Jersey for his sister's 30th birthday party with no mask. So then you're going to have a lot of people who say I thought you're out for personal reasons, but you're here at a party celebrating, looking very happy, by the way, without a mask, in a state that has a mask mandate for their bars and restaurants. Right. So now guys are playing, your team is without you, and you're out partying, but you can't come to practice. Right. And you can't tell anyone
1: What's going going
0: on? And then you were hearing all sorts of crazy things. Even today, right before we started recording, there was one report that said, Oh, Kyrie isn't playing because he's upset with Steve Nash and that he didn't like the hire of Steve Nash, which sounds crazy. But when you don't say anything, when you are just like, I'm out, you right. let everyone control the narrative. This is what, what what's going to happen.
1: This is the same Kyrie situation that happened before the bubble started. True, same thing. He wouldn't say nothing, and everybody just running with their own ideas about what's going on. You know what I'm saying? As a result of something else. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Kyrie, man. And then you know, even with earlier this season when he's like, I'm not going to talk to the media. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Because of the stories that they're saying, guess what? That's because of you, Kyrie.
0: <laughs> so yeah, it's it's getting out of control. I mean hmm. I, I mean it ain't nothing really to add to the situation. It's just until he speaks. <laughs> right. The <laughs> stories so- are just gonna get rampant. Yep. Yeah. Now other news with the Nets. That broke today. <laughs> James Harden was traded to the Nets. Who would have thought we'd go almost an hour into the podcast and we're just getting to this? But James Harden was traded to the Jet to the Nets, excuse me. It was a four team trade. Let's now get to the details of this trade. Um, I had it up here. Boom, boom, boom. Where did I, I think I'm gonna have to go to Shams. Sharanya, He's he didn't break the trade, but he has yeah. a detailed breakdown of who gets what during the trade. Four-team trade between the Rockets, the Nets, the Pacers, the Cavs. So the Rockets are gonna get Victor Oladipo, Dante Exum, Kruks, three Brooklyn first round first round picks, and that'll be 2022, 20, 24, and 26. 2022 2024 2026 Milwaukee Milwaukee's first round pick for 2022 which is unprotected they also have four first round swaps with the Brooklyn Nets the Nets obviously get James Harden the Pacers gets get Karis Levert and a second rounder the Cavaliers get Jared Allen and Torian Prince this was precise, precise um this happened after James Harden said last night that he needs to get out of Houston. Things he can't he can't win here. I've done what I could. And then John Wall was like, "Look, it's nine games in. Like, what do you mean? Right. Like, we can't get this done? And we haven't really played together you had Boogie Cousins, he was like, "I mean, he hasn't really been here much." So how can you say that it's it, we can't get it done? Then you have Christian Wood, who is probably the most improved player so far this season. Right. It was like, look, we've been dealing with these issues since the beginning of the year with with, with James Harden. He's the reason. So it's going to be real interesting. Now the Nets, Thad, what do you think they're going to do? Uh, we we mentioned Kyrie isn't playing yet, but when Kyrie does return with Kevin Durant and James Harden. Spencer Dudley is injured. They still have Joe Harris. They still have uh I think it's uh the dude French dude with the double names, two names. DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> what do you think this team is going to be? Like is it NBA finals or bust with this team? Do is they even get be? to the finals? <laughs>
1: But see that that's the thing. It's got they got well, they gotta be at least a win out the east. They got to. There's <laughs> there's no other explanation for that You know what I'm saying? Um, cause I mean if you just go on paper alone, you got those three versus the rest of the East. I'm not even sure. Huh. I'm not even sure. I mean, their biggest con- co-
0: competitor is what, Philly? I Philly and, well, Milwaukee's kind of shaky at the beginning of this year, but Philly, for sure, they are 8-1 and one when when uh, Simmons and Embiid play.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I think their last couple of games they've lost is just because they haven't had players because of COVID. Yes, you know what I'm saying? So, I, I, right now, I, I mean, they have to win the East. They have to. I don't think there's anything else you could say with them. You know what I'm saying? That, that's it. I mean, it's not like we're saying the Wizards should uh, be like a playoff team right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We're not thinking. Just on paper, we're not thinking that. But uh, just on paper, with the Nets, with those three. They got to win the east. It's it's the Easter bus. I'm not going to say championship or bus, but definitely Easter bus. They got to win the east.
0: To they make got it to the final. They got to win the east in my opinion for this season to be a success. Now the question is, do you think it would happen with those three ball dominant players? Look, they got to come together like the big three came together in Miami and someone has to say, look, I am not going to be the focal point of this offense. I am not going to be averaging 25 plus points. Mm-hmm. I will be the tr- distributor. Is it going to be Harden? Is it going to be Kyrie? Also, Kevin Durant's going to have to give up some shots if they somehow try to play like the Olympic model, like, Hey, some nights is going to be yours. Some nights is going to be the other players. Then it may work, but phew, I just can't fathom it yet. I would have to see it. Like, I don't even like, I don't even think this works in 2k. Like if you put these guys on on a, on a team and then you simulate games, I don't even think they win. Like, cause the game knows that eventually someone's not shooting. 48 minutes, right. someone's not getting up shots. So it's uh, gonna be one of those. Well, if you're hot
1: and shoot. You know what I'm saying? But then again, even as the case, you got James Harden who's just gonna keep shooting regardless. And then he's like, hot or not, just gonna keep shooting.
0: And then you have Kyrie who's like AWOL right now. You sure. don't know if he's just gonna have a, a day where he's just like, yeah, I just don't feel it. Like, I'm just gonna do what I want to do. Or a day where he's just gonna pout when he only has fifteen points, eight assists, and you know. Cause we've seen it happen. We've seen right. it in a championship year with LeBron James that you feel like, Oh, I'm not talking to my teammates right now. That's what he did right. during the sixteen playoffs. I'm not talking to my teammates. We just gonna talk on the floor and that's it. Outside of yeah. that, we're not having we not having conversations, we're not hanging out, da 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 da. Like I think that's going to be a real issue, but their games are going to be must see. I'll say that games are definitely going to be must see quick news out of the NBA right now. Gordon Haywood is playing pretty good for the Charlotte Hornets. So is LaMelo ball. CJ McCollum is playing. Well, do you think CJ McCollum could finally make an all NBA, all NBA team? Do you think he can make an all NBA team this year? Is the whole NBA team voted by the fans. no,
1: I think he has a chance. If it's voted by the fans, like the All-Star game? No, no, no. Not not at all. But, yeah, if it's... I think he has a very good chance this season for that to happen. I mean, I think it probably could have happened a season or two ago also with him. But, uh... uh, No, he's definitely killing it this year.
0: I think he has a definite chance. The Washington Wizards, they did get a win the other night against the phoenix suns but they did lose thomas bryant to an acl injury he's gonna be done for the entire year i don't even know who the Wizards should get as a starting center i looked up centers that are free agent centers and there's nobody that would say (laughs) yo you should go sign them there's no way you could make trades right now unless you trade away like a rory hachimura i didn't I don't know who's out there. Maybe, look, Troy Brown isn't getting any playing time. I don't know why. I don't know if he's injured, honestly. I don't know if he's on a COVID list. And I just didn't even know, as a Wizards fan, if he is on the COVID list. And that is a shocker to me. But he hasn't been playing. There's, no, I don't know who the Wizards even get at starting center. But they did win the other night. Bradley Beal has been on fire. Leading scorer in the NBA. And somehow, we're the worst team in the NBA. But... <laughs> Somehow, um, that will wrap up our NBA segment. Let's now get into our quick hitters. This will be probably one of the quickest quick hitters we've ever had. Alabama Crimson Tide defeated the Ohio State Buckeyes by score of I don't know because I did not watch the game.
1: Come on, it dude. was a
0: lot. Why was Why was I watching that game? First of all, I, I don't watch college sports right now during a pandemic. Second, it was Alabama playing against Ohio State in a season where Ohio State played six games leading up to this. You're
1: killing me. You're killing
0: me. All I know is- Look, look,
1: it was 52 to 24, Alabama Christmas time. And you wanted
0: me to watch that game. Yep. (laughs) You wanted me to watch that game. Yes, I did, sir. (laughs) Uh, Devontae Smith, who is the Heisman Trophy winner, had three touchdowns in a quarter. Is it Devontae or is it Devonta? I think it's Devontae. I mean, it's spelled Devonta. I mean, Tay, T-A, you know some people. I don't know, man. I ain't christened the kid, but it it probably is. I mean, phonetically, it's Devonta, but, you know.
1: Oh, Oh, man. Oh, yeah. But you had to watch the game, man. It's a national championship game, bro. No. If you didn't watch college basketball all season long, would you still watch the national championship game?
0: Probably not. Not this year. Oh, you're killing me. Like, I'm really, I'm really, just for the sake of the podcast, I'm really thinking about doing a bracket, but just for the sake of the podcast. I I, I have no interest in college sports this year. No interest this year. Um, Mm. So that's why I didn't watch it. And then, of course, it was Alabama. Alabama. <laughs> so it's just like, they're oh, about to just win. <laughs> like this isn't Ohio State with Ezekiel Elliott and all the other dudes that was on that team. Right now, I got you playing but, a, playing an Alabama that was okay at that time. This is Alabama like they, they were good going into this I mean, year. They were, they were
1: <laughs> very good going in. No lie about that. I mean, there's really no lie about that. But the question was, it was always the question because you know, like, not last year, year before, you know, them being so, they were so strong and then losing the national championship game. You know Mm. what I'm saying? And then it was, like, strong all year long, and then, oh no, we're not playing well. And then Tua comes in and they win a national championship. Mm. And, like, last year, same players, mind you. Same players besides Tua. You know what I'm saying? Tua got hurt, but they had a Terrible season last year, and
0: LSU just had a crazy season last year. I was just about to ask you who won last year? <laughs>
1: I couldn't remember.
0: Joe Burrows. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now I remember. I was like, Yo, Duke- who won last year? Joe <laughs> Duke- <Duke> Burroughs played yeah. Trevor Lawrence
1: and Clemson. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And Clemson beat Ohio State to get into it.
0: Yeah, so yeah. This yeah, year, yeah. Ohio
1: State beat Clemson going into it. True. 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 You know what I'm saying, but Alabama, you know, Alabama's always going to be strong, but it's just like they were just that dominant this year, and I don't think Devonta Smith was actually well, Devonte Smith. <laughs> I don't think he was their best wide receiver, though. That's the thing. I because Waddle Waddle got hurt.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like three games <laughs> into the
1: season. <laughs> yes, going into the season, Waddle was their best receiver. Son. He was.
0: He was. He you know what I'm saying?
1: It's you see how crazy that is,
0: and they lost Henry Ruggs and uh <laughs> to the draft. And who was the other? What well, they had? A, wasn't it two of them that came out of there? Judy, Jew- yeah, Jerry Judy, <laughs> really,
1: dude. Oh, man. yo oh, it's it's crazy, man. It's and who thought Mac Jones would have the season that he had? Yeah, yeah the no, season.
0: No one thought. Nobody that. knew
1: that. Like, who would have thought that? like nobody saw him really I mean he played a little bit when Tua got hurt but Tua got hurt so late in the season that the season was pretty much done you know what I'm saying and then Mac has this season and he's like Heisman finalist huh <laughs> what yep. and we're not even talking about Trevor Lawrence as Heisman finalist you know what I'm saying like what what are you talking about so
0: yeah, that that's why I didn't waste my time watching that. I uh, I just played. No, Alabama came out,
1: look, look, Alabama came out real strong. There's no lie. They they had no they had no way. It, Ohio State didn't know what they were doing when they got into the game. <laughs> but, like it was like it was literally the Pittsburgh game. Pittsburgh Browns game. was <laughs> You know, it was crazy. But we'll we'll talk we'll talk a little later about Alabama.
0: now will wrap it up here for our quick hitter segment let's now get into our champ and champ of the week every week we celebrate those that do well and we criticize those that do not starting with you Thad who is your champ of the week
1: my champ of the week we're going to stay with Alabama Crimson Tide and the champ of the week is Nick Saban Nick Saban because of the national championship this year has now seven national championships, which makes him the best coach in college football history, passing his
0: guy at the Alabama guy Bear Bryant who had six. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even before I was one of those people, mind you, I was not alive. We weren't alive when Bear Bryant was coaching. I doubt it. Uh, I know not me for sure. I'm not sure if you were. Um,
1: Maybe in the Early early years. Of yeah, life. I don't even
0: know when he ended. But I mean, even without matching or surpassing Bear Bryant, I would say Saban is better than him because Saban was able to do it in an integrated period. <laughs> like it right, right, right. was able to where all. I mean, Auburn had just as much chance as getting some of these players. LSU, now Texas A&M, every they, team in the SEC. Yeah, has just as much chance to get these guys. He's like, no, I'm still going to get them. They're still going to come here, and we're still going to coach them up. And it, yep. we're seeing that when they get to the pros, they're still good. Yeah. <laughs> that is so wild because, like,
1: like you think about us being here in the DMV. You know what I'm saying? We have guys that are, like, the best here. And University of Maryland is right down the <laughs> road. Most of these top players in the DMV and they still leave and go to, like, Alabama or Clemson or South Carolina and all that. And they are excelling, man. It's crazy what they're doing out of Alabama. And it's not the same coaches every year. No. Nah, nah, the main nah. mainstay is Nick Saban. Yeah. But then you got coaches just going off every which way. Like, it's crazy. Uh, oh, man, it's so crazy.
0: Is But, yeah, Nick Saban's is a champ for sure. Yeah, yep, yep. my champ of the week has to go to Lamar Jackson. Baby, wanna chill? Lamar Jackson finally got his first playoff victory. I was seeing all sorts of stuff on Twitter when the Ravens got down 10-0. Oh, here we go again. He can't win a playoff game. His style can't do it. You can't be successful in the postseason being a runner like he is. Mind you, he could throw the ball, and he showed that he's thrown the ball um, quite well. But he finally got the win and got the win because of him. He was one of the reasons they won. It wasn't like the team carried him. He was one of the reasons Lamar Jackson is my champ of the week. Thad, who is your chump of the week?
1: My chump of the week goes to the NBA. Specifically, George Hill. Because you're a chump. Why George Hill? This guy today decided to say should i quote him
0: should i quote him I, you should quote them just so they can hear i already heard the quote hmm. on my way here so you should probably just uh just just quote it for I,
1: so george hill in response to the nba restrictions that have been elevated uh, he says we want to play the game but i don't understand some of the rules we can sweat 48 minutes with a guy next to us for 48 minutes, but we can't talk to them afterwards. It makes no sense. Which is a good comment. You know, we understand like, but there's, you know, certain guidelines, whatever. But then he goes on else to say I am a grown man. I'm going to do what I want to do. If I want to go see my family, I'm going to see my family. Take a... They can't they can't tell me I have to stay in my room 24/7. If it's that serious then maybe we shouldn't be playing. But it's life. No one's going to be able to just cancel their whole life for this game. George Like I kind of want to be Stephen A Smith right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying like come on, bro. Like it's not I don't understand you you were the same guy last season that was like we really don't want to play this game blah 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 you know what i'm saying we don't want to be in the bubble whatever and i understood then because of everything that was going on social justice wise and all the stuff going on and the riots and all that good stuff well george the social injustices going on is still going on sir you still played the game in the bubble you didn't have to you could have opted out like many other players did but you still decided to play the game now we're to the point where you guys didn't want to do the bubble again you didn't want to do the bubble again now mind you in the bubble you still had COVID restrictions But because you guys are isolated in a bubble with other players, Mm -hmm. those restrictions kept y'all from having the issues that you are now having. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you want to complain that the NBA is putting restrictions on you for you to tell you who you could be with, who you could hang out with and all that? Well, guess what, George Hill? We, the general public who watch you, the fans of the NBA that watch you guys play, are doing the same thing that you are having to have to do because of the NBA. <laughs> We've been doing this. We've been doing this since March, February of last year. Come on, bro. You telling me that you can't do that? Dog, if I was making the money you're making? <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll talk to my family. Guess what? The NBA is telling you to stay with your immediate family. And that's or the point. Your <laughs> household. Just your household. We're not, they're saying, hey, to keep the numbers down, which everybody else is doing, because we have now realized that, hey, when people went to have Thanksgiving with their family, people were coming out of their own family with COVID. Not just general people, their own family. Guess what? Those people have COVID. Some are still having problems with those same symptoms. But guess what? That's what we've been doing, sir. Now you have to do that. What is wrong? What is wrong? Like, why can't you stay with your family, your immediate family? If you need to have all your family come to your house, y'all stay together. And there's your family. Your family's all there, bro. But if you can't do that, you have your immediate family. They're not saying. They're now saying, "Don't go out to the clubs." What's wrong with that, bro? <laughs> you telling me you need to go to the
0: club? And that's oh. that's my you, thing. You when go you, to the club, sir. <laughs> that's my thing. Uh, a lot of people when they, when they're told about this, they're like, "Well, so what do you what do you mean? I I can't go to the grocery store?" No, they didn't say you couldn't go to the grocery store. They said you can't go to restaurants. You can't go to clubs. Especially without a mask on (laughs) Exactly like you don't need that if you need The aspects of a club Then look you got enough money To bring people to your own house Exactly just be like look man I need you to come stay here I need you to Are we having a party here no phones No one will know And if you want to be that dangerous do it that way But the problem is these dudes want to do Stuff and want people still to know That they're doing stuff and then are mad
1: Right when people find out
0: (laughs) And and the thing is about
1: these restrictions, these restrictions are on the road, not even at home, (laughs) on the road. So that means you really like you. You can still go to the club while you're at home. They're just saying on the road, you can't do this because a lot of these road places y'all are going to have high COVID cases. It's not that hard. I don't understand what the problem is. Maybe I'm just in the wrong field or something. I, maybe I should, you know try to bring back my my basketball game after all these years and be one of the oldest players in the NBA right now to make this money so I can act the same way you are, George Hill. Like that's why you're the chump of the week. Play it again for me, Jerry. Play it again for you. the chump.
0: Oh man, my chump of the week, uh, it wouldn't be as good as yours. It's just the Pittsburgh Steelers because you're a chump. How can you start the season 11 and 0 and just the last how many games are we talk about? The last, okay, so there's 11 and uh, the last uh, six games of the year, you go one in five pretty much. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I think about myself, I'm like, I thought it was They lost four out of seven And uh,
0: Yeah, now, yeah, they, you know, they went 11-0 and and then the last five Games They lost four out of the last five and then You know why, right? Why? Washington football team. Oh, Okay, <laughs> that, it, it, part of the reason that is part of the reason they gave them their first loss. Also, it did expose them to like people who didn't watch them too much. But even I remember saying this during the podcast when I spoke about the game against the Dallas Cowboys. Like, yo, Pittsburgh ain't that good. But yeah, because yeah. they were undefeated, I had to preface it as saying, "Well, they're still undefeated, but they're not that good." I mean, I, I guess I, I was right. They're not that good.
1: <laughs> I, think, I think I was on that podcast. Come to think about it, it was either that one or the next one we started talking about them again. I yeah, but yeah, and then we were talking about how they just never ran the ball. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> what he had
0: 500 yards passing, and that their defense ain't that great. Like they right. got names, but they're not that great. They're not.
1: They're not the Steelers defense of old that we remember. You know, us and even. In our later years, so far, they their defense is nothing compared to those James Harrison days, mm-hmm. like like young J- James Harrison. Uh, what's the Samoan uh, their safety? Troy Palamalu. Palamalu,
0: yes. Them
1: days, oh yeah, you could you could tell me nothing
0: about their defense. <laughs> so yes, the Pittsburgh Steelers are the chump of the week. Because you're a chump let's now get into our sports free zone because of the sake of time let's uh spend a couple minutes on this last week we spoke about the storming of the u.s Capitol with these uh terrorists white supremacists trump supporters more news has come out of that event we've had two officers be uh killed or two officers died one was killed uh one was struck over the head with a fire extinguisher in the riot And then, um, but like people said, probably adrenaline kept him going. And it wasn't until uh, maybe like an hour or two later where he collapsed, had to be rushed to the hospital and was uh, pronounced dead. Then we found out that another officer, according to TMZ, so take that with a grain of salt, committed suicide this weekend. Um, They're saying the officer was... At the U.S. Capitol. There's some conflicting reports. That he was off duty. But he was there. So that has people thinking. Was he part of the. Insurrection. And then. Stuff has come out. Over the last 12 hours. You've had some congressmen and women. Who have said. Some of those people that were. Part of the insurrection. were Have visited the U.S. Capitol.
1: Very recently,
0: very recently, there's even a new congresswoman, the one from Colorado, who uh, was big and bold, saying she's going to carry her guns in in D.C. and that she doesn't care what D.C.'s uh, gun laws are. She, uh, it's about it's her Second Amendment right. She was seen in a photo that was taken the day before the insurrection with some of those people even with one of the one with the woman that got shot by the secret service detail in the capital mm-hmm. so and, and some people are saying that she took them on a tour she even tweeted locations of Sta- nancy pelosi's office within the u.s Capitol, and then we see that the insurrectionist the white supremacist the terrorist were in her office, among others. You even had the video of the black officer where initially a lot of people are like, yo, you running away from them. And, right, and, 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 and you know, if it was black folks, you probably would have been shooting your, your gun at them. Well, it's come out that he was actually diverting them to, an, to another area so they couldn't get onto the Senate floor. So now he's being crowned a hero. So I'm glad that, I've, that I i am corrected in this.
1: <laughs> that he
0: is a hero. And here once again, black people have to come and save this country as usual. Oh, really? Um, Yeah, man, it, it's it's real crazy. Uh, they even had um, some congressmen and women are saying that the panic buttons in some of their offices was removed. So when they try to go and use the panic button, it wasn't there. To lock the offices so no one could get in. Yeah. So it really does look like it was planned. Like from people on the inside. You even had officers on a normal day. I think they say it's close to 2,000 officers. Are along the US Capitol perimeter. And on the mall. And on all those places down there. It was only... 500 there knowing that there was going to be a rally like they knew there was going to be a rally on the mall that was a known thing they got a permit for that so there's 2000 people who are on staff and let me correct myself it's 2000 people on staff not 2000 people that work during the day on a given day but 2000 thousand people on the u.s capitol staff u.s capitol police force and on that day there was only 500 so only a quarter on an event day come on yeah come on are y'all serious this was this was an inside job in my opinion it's really unfortunate people have had to die now there have been some more uh some of the insurrectionists who did die did you hear about the uh the one who died due to his taser yeah <laughs> for those for those that don't know and that you're gonna you might laugh just like that when oh, you hear I'm the laughing. story. i'm laughing i mean
1: yes i understand uh i'm sorry folks uh, yes a gentleman passed away no, you
0: can't say gentleman you're being but, too nice no, no, no. <laughs> uh, i'll just keep it human
1: you know what I'm saying? Is a gentleman a gentleman passed away, ladies? You're keeping it Christ-like. You know what I'm saying? And he died because of the tasers that he had on his person <laughs> <laughs> went off, and ta- he tased himself. And because he tased himself with those two tasers, or maybe even three. Well, I'm sure it was just two. Um, he could not turn the taser off so you have voltage of electricity just constantly going 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 and they killed him yeah
0: yeah what a way to go out a thousand ways to die and that's a-
1: sorry sorry not sorry
0: <laughs> you've had that woman ashley babbitt she was the first person to die the, the, more footage came out where she tried to climb a barricade and that's why she was shot in the chest and Deceased yeah. on, near on site. Um, yeah, did, man. Well,
1: did you did you listen to how that went on? Like in the background? Like the guy who was recording it at the time? Yeah, that was. It was like, hey, hey, guy. So if you haven't seen the video, you know, there is a big crowd of people at this door. It's basically like steps going up to a corridor where well, that corridor has a door. As a door that just swings open, but on the other side of that door, where it closes into is like a little open area. So, like, if you're thinking of, think of, like, your house, ladies and gentlemen, think of your house where you go to your front door, you have the door itself, and to the right, there's a glass and wood right there, where you could usually see through and everything. Well, mm. so, Ashley Babbitt decided to break that and try to climb up in through that whole area. And... She, one shot to the chest, gone. And you literally hear one of her fellow insurrectionists say, hey guys, what are you running for? It's just a flashbang. (laughs) This is in the video. And I'm like, wow. Like, as much as y'all talk about weapons and guns and whatnot, you can't tell the difference between a gunshot in a flashbang, and it's in the word "flash." Bang, yeah, the you flash. There's a flash. Yeah, you'd have seen a flash somewhere <laughs> in this video, ladies. There, there was no flash. It was just, just pop, and that was it. Everybody one shot. Was- one shot too. Whoever
0: that dude was, like
1: center mass. I mean, that's what they're trained to do. You know what I'm saying? That's what they're trained to do. You know what I'm saying? But
0: sources are saying that was a Secret Service detail because oh, yeah. they were on the floor that Pence was in, mm-hmm. which is wild because Trump ordered this to happen, knowing that Pence was in the U.S. Capitol at the same time.
1: trust Pence. Got to Pence got to do it for us. He got to do it
0: for us. Well, Pence is saying he is not going to invoke the 25th Amendment now, though, just about an hour ago, the House impeached Donald Trump for a second time. She's first president to ever be impeached twice. Now, Mm. I don't I do honestly do not know what comes out of this outside of just the representation of what it what it represents that. You're so bad that you get impeached multiple times. I did hear some, see some tweets, and that's why I say tweets that, oh, it's he'll probably lose some of his presidential benefits after being president. I hope that's true. I don't know if that's what's going to happen. I don't know if the Senate has to vote for that to happen, but I've just been seeing that. So, yeah, so basically, it's like the last
1: time he got impeached. You know, the house, the house, you be impeached by just the house going through their roles of impeachment. Mm-hmm. So so that's basically what's happening again, where yes, he's impeached, but he has not been removed as president yet. Mm. So now it goes to the Senate. Well, this time what I've seen some stuff, I don't know, you know, truth lies to it or what, but supposedly uh Mitch, crazy Mitch,
0: mm-hmm. cocaine Mitch. That's a new nickname. <laughs> why is he first of all, why is he cocaine Mitch
1: now? I, man, I don't know, man. I just saw I, it
0: on Twitter. <laughs> I, I don't
1: know. It, it, I think it might be the looks that he gives sometimes. <laughs> but the thing is Mitch this is the thing with Mitch McConnell and I will say this, he knows how to play the game very well when it's to his benefit. Mm. So, Mitch, this time around, supposedly reports are saying that when it comes to the Senate, that Mitch is possibly going to go along with it this time around. So, there's a possibility that Even though we're only a week, a week away from the inauguration, if Mitch decides that he wants to play the good card because of the split right now with the Senate and everything, Mm. he might go along with it. He might just because he doesn't have the majority
0: anymore. (laughs) Yeah. So he He might try running for president either,
1: because he literally he still has the majority up until inauguration, and then that's it. So he he might just go along with it, you know, and case where if Donald is uh, removed by impeachment, he will I believe he will then lose all of his presidential powers. So like he won't have secret service detail, all that other stuff that he would still have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, even this time with him being impeached again, yeah, I believe he still keeps, you know, secret service detail and all that regular stuff that usually happens. Um, but they were also talking, like, that Trump might just pardon himself. <sighs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're, like, there's, they're... There's, there, People have been trying to find out the legal precedent because it's never happened before. Yeah, so yeah. They don't know for sure if he can actually do that or if he can do that. You know what I'm saying? It's like one of those, like, I'm going to post date my pardon. <laughs> I'm going to post it. I'm going to post date it. don't cash that check until Dirk You know what I'm <laughs> saying? So, I mean, it's crazy. Like, aside to me, aside to me, is just like, yo. Y'all already banned this man from social media. <laughs> so he can't really say nothing unless he goes on television or radio. So, like, let the man just do these last couple of days. I mean, he already conceded. He already said that, you know, they're going to help the new administration. It's a little late, though. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we're going to help the new administration do have a peaceful transmission over. It's like, it's a little late for that anyways, but yeah, here you go. You know, he already kind of said like, hey, I didn't mean for them to do this, but also on the other side, like, hey, those people weren't Americans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Donald, like, I, there's a side of me that still gives credit to Donald a little bit mm-hmm. with how, how he is. You know what I'm saying? Like, he knows how to he knows which way how to talk to certain people to get his way mm-hmm. you know I mean? like regardless like he, i don't know man i don't know if it's the it's, it's the whole reality star thing i don't know man like there's just a side of me just kind of like wow like you really know what you're doing you know what i'm saying don't be rude <laughs> 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 but we'll see but oh Yo, the funniest thing about all this is seeing all the video of people getting arrested. I've oh,
0: never seen,
1: yes. I've never seen law enforcement work so quickly ever in my
0: life. <laughs> all <laughs> the people who went there, who lost their jobs, who've been arrested. Yo. Um, Yeah, that one clown who was literally, it's like he wanted to be in every photo. And yeah. he had his badge on from work. Yeah. From yeah. Frederick, Maryland.
1: Yeah. yeah, like, you're stupid. You're just stupid. Like you really seeing all this, you realize the intelligence that people have out in this world. But on the other side, you're kind of like, yo, like I just find it so hilarious. And people, like they, I don't understand how some of these people were still in town. Like, how are y'all <laughs> still in town? Did y'all think like, what did y'all think was going to happen? Well, like,
0: we'll see. Some and that's the thing, and and I'm gonna try and be quick about this. There's still reports that something they're trying to plan something for inauguration day. Oh, and that's why national guard is in DC right now trying to secure not just the, the, the mall area, but, but DC as a whole, because some of these insurrectionists are trying to have a last ditch effort, like another battle. On inauguration day, so maybe some of them are like, "Yeah, we we were planning on being here for about two three weeks, just to just Just to to make yeah instead of making multiple trips." And the crazy thing is, people did what they were supposed to do. What they did last Sun last Wednesday, and they just went back to their hotels, went back to their Airbnbs. Like that's what I'm saying. Like they went to work and then they went home. Like
1: you stayed, you stayed in the D.C. area. Long enough for you to get caught at the airport on the no fly list. Like, bruh. Like it's some, it's someone, and the thing is, um, you know, you know, years ago I worked at Reagan. Mm-hmm. So it was funny. I'm looking at these videos, I'm like, oh, what airport is this? And I'm looking, I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's Reagan. Yeah, that's Reagan for Sure. Oh, yeah, that's the B terminal right there. Uh-huh. American Airlines is right down there. <laughs> but then I'm seeing all the other ones where people actually got out of town in time. Like they took the 7 o'clock flight or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm. They took their first flight out and then when they landed where they needed to land, as soon as they got off the plane, clink, clink, arrested. And I'm just like, yeah! (laughs) I'm like, score one for law enforcement.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I'll wrap it up here for our Sports Free Zone. Due to uh, time constraints, uh, we're going to have to table the discussion for our Reddit Topic of the Week. So, that'll be the end of this week's episode. Big Thad will be back next week so we can have our Reddit Topic of the Week discussion. Uh, Thad, I want to thank you for everything that you do. Any shout-outs before you get out of here? No,
1: just regular. You know,
0: the usual. To the
1: Griffith family, cousins, you know what I'm saying? love y'all love y'all
0: thanks for having me as always cuz no problem man thanks for coming on to the podcast this week uh shout out to oss980 uh harold offered his apology to frank a couple episodes ago so i just gotta bring that up that was that was funny uh for his draft um his draft prediction Frank's team. Uh, shout out to uh, Harold D. Aaron Jeff of OSS 980. Shout out to Bernard Summonil of Shut Your Face. Shut Soggy Nachos. Fourth and 13 Podcast. What You Expect Podcast. Uh, also, everyone who out there who, who listens to us, supports us, want to say thank you for everything that you do. Until next time, everyone. Sports Reality. Peace.